Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia chatting with Kel Dansby, senior social media specialist at ESPN, co-host of The Corner podcast. You've seen his work everywhere. Kel, how are you doing, my friend? Man, good, good. It's great to, you know, sit down with you, talk, talk a little bit about everything. And it's a uh, long time overdue for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Long time coming. I'm uh, I'm really excited to chat with you about the latest boxing news. Uh, talk to you about some NBA. Talk to you a little bit about your journey. Um, but it is we are on the eve of a large entertainment event, a boxing match, so to speak. It's Tyson Fury versus Nganu. Um, crossover matchups. We're seeing more and more of these. Uh, th they do produce uh, big crowds. This one is going to be in Saudi Arabia. Big events. It's not always the highest level of competition. I actually think that's okay. I think there's a lot of great entertainment value. What are your thoughts on Fury versus Nganu? I mean, it's getting paid for a glorified sparring match but I'm not mad at it. If this is prize fighting, right? That's all boxing is. I think sometimes people lose track of that and what boxing and fighting is at its core and people, you know, deem themselves boxing purist and I just challenge them to say what does that mean? <laughs> like that's it's a term but I I don't know what that means because really boxing is prize fighting and people are worth whatever someone deems them worth to see them both hit each other now the equipment may change the the locations may change but no one owns boxing no one created fighting this goes back as long as time every animal does it some people just happen to get paid for it so this is an example of someone decided to pay tyson fury and francis and gano a lot of money to just see them fight and whatever happens during that happens but people just want to see them get step into the ring against each other so i have no problems with it I, i'm not one to get like fed up with youtuber and influencer boxing either i think it's one of those things where if you don't want to watch it don't if you are genuinely curious then even better then tune in tyson fury is going to give fans what they want a fight against alexander Usyk for all of the titles uh, undisputed heavyweight champion. So you can't complain that this is stopping that. Enjoy this for what it is. The press conference seemed very entertaining. Uh, the weigh-ins are going to be exactly the same. Tyson Fury is a showman, and he's being able to do this in the height of his career. So many people do this afterwards. Ali, F Floyd Mayweather, we we've seen these exhibition type spectacles, you know, towards the end of their careers. Tyson Fury is doing it while he's at the prime and height of his. So if you can do that, more power to you and make that money. Cause at the end of the day, you know, people's opinions and the sanctity of the sport isn't going to feed your family. This, this tangibly does for generations. It's going to be a huge money event as, as you alluded to. And, and I think you make a good point. The fact that we know that most likely, or hopefully you can never say most likely in boxing, but hopefully we'll have, Usyk taking on Fury later this year. I think that makes it, it, it all that more better that, that we have this exhibition and then we, we could have <clears throat> that fight coming up later. Um, I, I think that helps boxing fans. And, and, and I think it's like anything else in the world. It's like adapt or die, man. That That's the way of the world. 
And I was going to ask your opinion there on, on influencer boxing. You, you touched on it. And I, and I do think that's a, that's a big part of it. I've always said influencer boxing is a good thing because you're getting new eyeballs from different places and, and the sport is growing in that way. You're getting people interested. Um, so I think that's a good thing with, with that. All that said, let me ask you, we're talking about the, the changing world here, especially how it relates to the world of boxing. And of course, the news of, of Showtime boxing exiting uh, Showtime sports shutting down after 37 years. Uh, I worked at HBO for a long time. We we went through that about five years ago. Now Showtime following that. What do you think is is next for PBC? Where do they go? And and how does this kind of relate to everything we're talking about the the changing world and the changing media landscape, especially for boxing? Yeah, I think you know it's always sad. Everyone loved HBO boxing. I think the production aspects of HBO boxing is probably like the best ever that we've ever seen in terms of the lighting, the the booth, the you just the play-by-play, everything was immaculate with HBO boxing, but it ran its course. And we saw Top Rank, which was a large part of that stable, find a home at ESPN and ESPN Plus. And now we see Showtime box, boxing and Showtime sports in general deciding to get out of the landscape of, of live sports. But there's always a home for it. So, yeah, it'll be different. It won't look the same, but the fight's going to be the same. The fighters are still going to be in the ring. Just that level of competition is still going to be there. I'm excited to see where PBC ends up. If they end up at a place like Amazon, which is like the rumored reports, Amazon's a huge platform. I don't know anyone who doesn't use Amazon, Amazon prime anymore. So that's a lot of eyes and, and opportunities for the stars to get marketed and, and more people to watch boxing. Like you said, like when you mentioned influencer boxing, Really, the sport, all it needs at its core is to have people see it. Because no matter where you are, no matter if it's in a ring in front of 80,000 fans and it's the biggest spectacle, or it's the late 90s and watching Jerry Springer and we hear the ding, 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 everybody loves a fight, right? Like, that's just, it is what it is. You'll be walking down the street, two people, you know, square up and start throwing hands. You're going to stop what you're doing and watch for a second. It's just captivating. So you just got to get in front of people. So a place like Amazon is a huge platform to end up going there. And really like normal versions of cable television and television, it's just, we're outgrowing that as a society. More people leaps and bounds watch YouTube than they do cable television now. Like having something on a digital brand, having digital media is is really huge. And that's, that's the way of the world now. That's the way that we're leaning being able to have everything at someone's fingertips is where you have to go. And boxing is no different than, than anyone else. You, you have to change with the times or get left behind. And I don't want to see that happen to boxing. So I think, you know, Showtime understands they're not willing to go that way. They don't really have a, a full functioning app and it doesn't look like Paramount wants to invest in that, in their app. So, you know, art ways and, and PBC will find a home that's right for them and really ushers them into the next wave of, of content creating. And that's that's where we are. No one looks back and complains about the record player anymore. Like CDs were dope. I love CDs. You got a booklet, you had lyrics. Like, man, I miss CDs. But guess what? Having everything on Apple Music, that's pretty cool too. Where I, I pay like $9 a month and I have every song ever recorded at my disposal. So it's different, it's gonna change. But sometimes you have to change with the times. 
as fun as it was to to be in the car with the booklet flipping through finding the right cd it's it's probably better to just choose the song that you want or playlist that you want and and like you said it's it's a testament to the changing times and and speaking about that 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 leads me to my next question what i wanted to ask you about we mentioned your title there senior senior social media specialist at espn and i know that the espn ringside account is is something that you've had a big effect on um and and it's it's the account has grown 268,000 on twitter 730,000 on instagram continues to grow and obviously leveraging social media is going to be an important part for all media companies uh, and all boxing entities. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I mean, what do you think th- there's so many different w- places to take our attention nowadays? And obviously that's, that's even more so true in social media, but it seems like the key is having, having your finger on the pulse of what fans are talking about um, and, and capturing attention and being part of the conversation and engaging with fans in that way. So what do you think is it, it, with your work, uh, the key to just capturing attention and being successful with content creation, content creation and social media nowadays? Yeah, I think something people really lose sight of is uh, a lot of places in terms of corporations uh, focus on a brand and you have a brand and, and that's great. And some brands are bigger than others. ESPN's a huge brand. Um, but so is top rank. So is, you know, Showtime Sports. So is the zone. Like they're, they're big brands and that's great. Um, but in terms of connecting with an audience, you cannot rely just on the brand. You, you really can't. That's not how kids work. That's not how the next key demographic because like 18 to 35 is always like the demo that you want, especially in television and advertising, uh, to know what these next generation of 18 year olds, 19 year olds, 20 year olds, what they're looking for is very important. And now more than ever, the shield or your brand doesn't matter as much to them. They, they have less attachment to the word and script of Coca-Cola or, you know, gap or any, like my kids don't care about gap. My kids don't care about, I mean, I like old Navy jeans. They don't care about old Navy. Like they don't, they don't care about all these other brands that we, we grew up Tommy Hilfiger. They don't care. My kids and kids like them shop on Sheen, right? Like they, they shop on stuff that's easily accessible that comes to their door. Oh, this, this shirt looks good. I'm buying this shirt. They don't necessarily care what the product is when they do care is when it's attached to someone they care about and influencer boxing shown this immensely in the sport of boxing is that, yo, these fights aren't good sometimes. I mean, I was tickled by the tag team boxing match, but a lot of people don't like this. And the, the quality of co-main event and main event, even from a couple of weeks ago, wasn't the greatest. These people's boxing skills aren't the greatest, but they're doing numbers and people are tuning in and we have to cover it as part of a boxing media because their biggest thing is they understand the demo 18 to 35 and even the demo below them going to be young adults. They care about the attachment to those personalities and they'll follow them anywhere. So people with huge YouTube followings could be like, I'm going to box. And all those kids are going to follow them and keep care less about the sweet science, but they're going to follow them because they have a personal investment on that person. So I think to grow a social media platform, to grow anything like that and have it sustainable for the near future and beyond 
It's you have to have a personality behind the brand. You have to have a voice and voice is a huge thing in social media of how do you communicate? Do you put emojis after everything? How do you speak to your audience? Are you leaning towards like more of a fan, like haha type of thing? Or are you trying to be someone who informs a fan base? How do you, what is your voice behind the account? And I think, you know, my time at ESPN ringside and everything, like we were able to create a specific voice in this space, whether people liked it or not, they knew our voice and where we were coming from in all of our coverage. And when you do that, people are more inclined to communicate, to follow, and to engage with your brand for right or wrong. People be like, man, I hate what you, oh, this isn't boxing. Why would you post this influencer? Oh, we thought you were better than that. Really? Because those are qualities of a human. You think we have a character. You believe that you're talking to a person within this account. Whenever you see something go viral, be like, who's running this? When you see stuff go viral for bad reasons on the internet, it's always, what intern did you let do this? People are yearning to know a character behind the account, not just the brand logo. And I think that's that's what we see, and that's the key to building a successful brand, is having that voice that people can attach to, because they'll follow that voice for as long as you want, regardless of what you post, how much, how little, they will follow you because they have an attachment and a care to the character, like being a pro wrestler. You have a million five-star matches, but if people don't care about your character, it doesn't matter. Attitude error, people care about Stone Cold, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. We remember characters, The Rock. We remember promos, Ric Flair. We remember all these things. They had great matches, but that's not the first thing we care about. We care about the character, we were invested. And that's all social media is, is giant pro wrestling. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code CURRAN, C-U-R-R-A-N. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CURRAN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's it's a really good breakdown. And I think it, it especially following not just accounts, but but 
actual fighters and their brand. And, and I was fortunate enough to call fights for ESPN uh, International. And one of the fighters was Keyshawn Davis, who I think does a great job. Uh, I, I was able to sit down with him, his brother, Kelvin. He does a great job of, of marketing himself, putting himself out there as the businessman, engaging with the fans. And, and that seems to be something that a lot of young fighters can can learn from and continue to do. Um, we, we talked about Showtime Boxing and and their place in the sport. And, and th this is going to be the last year for Showtime Boxing. Uh, we mentioned ESPN and, and how you are being... Uh, forward thinking, collaborative. You are growing this account on social media, um, so you're not you're not just doing the same old thing. It's it's adapting. Um, but there's also a lot of been talk about ESPN, uh, Disney. Um, we mentioned top rank in ESPN right now, and and you know it's it's always interesting to see how the chips fall and things like that. How do you see the future with combat sports and ESPN playing out in terms of traditional cable? ESPN plus social media. How, how do you envision all of that to play out? Yeah. I mean, everything is, it's, it's so fluid, right? Like it's hard to predict how much a corporation like that at the highest level is going to want to invest in a product, especially a product like boxing, um, which is why we see Showtime sports, which has been a staple Showtime boxing where Showtime's like, ah, I think we would be better off just leveraging this money and our assets in, you know, television shows or maybe expanding into movies. Like, I, I think you'll see places open up and, and start experimenting more. I think we, we're at the point, like I said before, where traditional avenues of television are becoming stale. And with that, a lot of these big corporations are late to the social media party, right? Like it's it's great. I think ESPN today it hit the number one account on TikTok uh, in general in the world. The ESPN account is the most followed account on TikTok, but like number three, six, eight are normal people that started from their house, from their couch, and it took a conglomerate this long to catch them, right? And we see that on YouTube that. The most YouTube followers are by, I think, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast started in his room. And now you see brands like, this guy is, has all these eyeballs. Why can't we do this? We have all this money. We have all these assets. Why can't we catch him? So the, the investment on things is, is going to change, especially through social media, where what captivates people? That's why we also see some platforms saying, well, we need live sports. Like in just gobbling up live sports rights, which is what Amazon is trying to do, which ESPN um, signed a lot of live sports deal. I think NBA deals coming up. NFL deal is always a hot ticket item. Um, and we see Amazon Prime getting Thursday night football. And it's one of those things like we need live sports because they're just like saying this is what kids of the future want. Like they don't care about anything else. We're not going to catch them in other avenues. At least maybe they'll tune into live sports. That's like, yeah, that's that's great. But how else do we captivate people? So I, I think we are definitely about to be in a very large experimenting phase um, for large corporations that you can't even really like call like where it's going to go because they, they're soon going to realize, even on social, it takes a lot of assets and a lot of money to catch people who did this, you know, from ground up in their closet. And do we want to do that or do we just want to find the next wave? 
Like, do we do we want to find the next television where people can't make this in their closet? Uh, which is arguably why we're seeing stuff like AI come into play, right? Or they've been teasing virtual reality forever, but we might see a boom in that because I believe large, and this is wholeheartedly, I believe large corporations are looking for a way for the next wave to cut out the middleman. Like people love movies and shows. So like big studios stop producing low budget comedies. We don't even get any comedies really, right? Like we don't get the the old schools, the 40-year-old virgins. We don't get anything like that. They're only going for blockbusters. Like everything is Marvel. Everything is DC. Everything is Fast and the Furious. Um, because you can't make that at home. Everyone can make a comedy show at home and, and be engaged. And when people do, they just be like, hey, you want to put this on HBO Max? <laughs> and like, it will give you a show deal. Um, but they're not wasting their assets to create those in-house. They want to create things. You could, you'd be great. A wizard on your couch. You're never creating an game, right? And you just, it's not feasible. So that's what they're pumping their money into stuff where kids can't recreate. So they're forced to go to them for these assets. And I think that's the the next wave in, in sports and in everything is like, yo, you're, you're amazing, but you can't necessarily create your own VR headset at home and your content even on a 4K camera is really hard to make into virtual reality. So if we do that, then we corner the market again, we quiet the, the little people and we have control and with control comes advertisement. Um, so we'll see, I think that's the next like progress of what can we do? Can we create artificial intelligence where you can try, it's gonna take you a lot of time and a lot of money if you try to do this from home, but we can do this fairly quickly and we can now book you know, Tyson versus Deontay Wilder in AI and have a whole ass boxing match in the Roman Coliseum. And maybe there's something people want to pay for. And like, we just created this and made it look hyper realistic, right? You could bring back people, Ali, who have passed on and, and recreate things. And maybe that'll get people into it. So I think they're searching for that, that next, next avenue. And influencer boxing, again, a lot of stuff comes back to them, is, is a really big, uh, key to that and you can see it's like you know what we we just want something where these guys could fight on twitch but that's that's not enough let's put them in an arena and we can control what they do and and in this regard in their following and it's worked out so i think we see them testing more stuff like that out going forward uh nba retired nba players i know the big three was trying to be a thing Maybe, maybe not, but I think we see more stuff like that pop up where it's like, yo, we're just going to capitalize on nostalgia or maybe, you know, Drewski wants to just come out here and ball against Quavo and like we can put that on as a pay-per-view and a special event. You're seeing people you care about with huge followings um, just play basketball against each other or flag football or stuff like that. I think we start seeing that copycat stuff in other sports because it's worked so well in boxing. The, the push pull of it all will be related to what you said there, which is how much do corporations want to latch on or even hire people who have had success already working in, in their own you know bedroom or whatever it is and hire those folks? How much do they want to recreate or how much do they want to create a, a situation like you said, where there's guardrails up and there's a barrier to entry and therefore you kind of have to follow their product. That's going to be the interesting 
types of things that develop in media, in sports. And, and that's definitely a lot to look out to. Um, you mentioned NBA rights. And, and of course, I have to ask you, it's it's opening week for NBA. I know you posted a clip of LeBron or re- retweeted, reposted of him yeah. saying he wants to play point. So I'm gonna, I'll put you on the spot a little bit with, with NBA starting up here. What would surprise you most uh, this NBA season if it happens or doesn't happen? I'd be thoroughly shocked if the Lakers won a championship. Uh, Honestly, I could dial that down. I'd be shocked if the Lakers made the conference finals, which would lead to everyone getting fired, by the way, and kind of blowing up the team. Uh, LeBron would be gone. So you want to add that? Like, I'd be shocked if this is LeBron's final year in Los Angeles. And then... Something that would shock me if it didn't happen in the NBA. Wow. I'd, I'd be shocked if Milwaukee didn't make the finals. I, I think adding Dame to Giannis is huge. I think the East is in shambles. I Celtics look good last night, but still only one by four. And that was with a Herculean effort by Porzingis, which I don't think we can count on um, because I don't think he can stay healthy. The Sixers are a mess because of Harden. Miami's cool, but they didn't add anyone. And then they're just gritting out in toughness. I I don't see anyone testing the Bucs in the East. It it would take a catastrophic event or injury for me to see Milwaukee not making the NBA Finals. And then we'll see who comes out of the West because the West is stacked. The NBA is a very weird place to me now because it's literally all dependent on health. Like Denver ran the same team back that they had for the past three years. It's just they had everyone healthy, which, I mean, is Porter Jr. going to stay? Like you you have a lot of people on that team who it's like, uh, outside of Jokic, I'm not sure who is staying healthy, right? Like continuously for that team and it's it's an amazing team it's just one of those things where it's you're counting on jamal murray to stay healthy the whole time and that's the reason they probably didn't go to the finals two years ago because mark murray was banged up and then aaron gordon has to stay healthy and contribute porter jr has to stay healthy and we all know his back issues so it's it's a lot of stuff where it's like they have to stay completely healthy for them to run it back and Jokic is arguably the greatest player on the planet but he even needs help and he needs a lot of people to stay a hundred percent healthy in April and May for them to repeat. And that's tough. And then Phoenix needs everyone to stay healthy with Bradley Beal to even start this season yet. Cause they're nursing his injury and KD gets hurt every year. Cause his body is just kind of breaking down on him. Um, LA has to stay healthy. Cause if you play LeBron 48 minutes, you're in a world of trouble. And Anthony Davis hasn't proved to be healthy uh, ever. Well, the one year was in the bubble and you won a championship. Outside of that, he hasn't been healthy. So you look at it, it's just like, who's the healthiest team when we get to April or May? And that's going to determine the champion. And I can't remember the last time that was the case in the NBA. You had a pretty good idea who the favorites were. Like you had the Heatles, you had uh, Golden State, their run. Before then, you had the Celtics run, Kobe still with the Lakers. RIP Kobe, all this, like, you know, the best teams were, and they were kind of always mixed right now. It's like, okay, who's healthy. 
like load management, all that, which is now a thing, but people are getting injured more. Um, and stars are just older. It's a very old league right now. So it's one of those things where if you're healthy or you're a team with a young star, you have a pretty good shot. Because a lot of people are 35, 36, 38, 40. Like, it's it's coming to an end of those glory days, the Chris Pauls, LeBrons, all these. Even Steph is getting old. KD is getting old. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is getting old. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, man, these new stars really got – like, Luca got to take the jump. Trey got to take the jump. Somebody. Uh, I don't know about Zion. Of course, if Zion can stay out, like somebody got to take that jump. Wemby is giving people hope because NBA is desperate for a young new star to stick around and, and really prove himself. Jokic only 28, but I'm not sure this man likes playing basketball all that much. So Lord knows how long he plays. If he gets three rings, he might be like, oh, I'm out. I got enough money. So the, the NBA needs these young stars to be who they thought they were going to be. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and who stays healthy. It's a long season ahead and it'll it'll be interesting to see how it goes into 2024. And speaking of that, that brings me to my final question for you. I know your Twitter bio says 2023 goals and there's three emojis there. There's the flexing arm money and a brain. So let me ask you this. Those are 2023 goals for you. What's on tap for 2024? I change this every year in my bios, right? Like, it's my thing. Um, and usually I do, like, funny ones and, like, quippy ones from, like, movies and, and stuff like that. I, like, go car shopping, uh, you know, with Doc from Back to the Future. All this good stuff. So usually it's pretty funny. This is the first year where I use emojis, and it's very purposeful. And I, I honestly think, and I feel like I'm on a good pace for this, I think next year is my year to show and i again it's not like a specific goal i i just next year for me is one of those years where i'm just like i really want to prove that i am who i say i am and i i feel like like that is coming so if i have a goal uh for for next year is for people who don't know me, who've not been introduced to me, who've not heard me on a podcast or see my work or everything. Um, next year is is the year where I really tell people how good I am. And then next year is also the year where everyone realizes like, damn, he really is that good. <laughs> like he's, he's saying it and then he's actually delivering in a lot of different places. So um, that's that's my only goal for next year. And I think as long as I do that, and that's an internal goal, right? Like it's not a vendetta against anyone else. Like that is my internal goal. And as long as I do that internally, I think everything else will work out and fall into place um, where where I need it to. So I'm very excited for 2024. We still got two more months, but I feel like 2024 um, is going to be a very big year in all of sports. I think uh, social media is going to hit like another boom. And I think that means for me personally that it will take me to where I think it, I need to be. In this next year. 2024, you will be who who we thought you were and who you think you are. And I have no doubt on that. It's great goals. Kel Dansby, I want to thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you breaking it down, giving us a glimpse into the, the future landscape of sports, of sports media. And thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. 
And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karan Bhatia.